Hello, hello, hello. Um, hi, folks, and welcome to the Virtual Cafe. I'm your host, Shagilala Salami. So what can I get you today? Um, let's see. I would like, well, first of all, I'm Shirley, and I'm the author of Finding Tambry. Uh, I have my MFA in fiction from Southern New Hampshire University. I've been nominated for a uh, Georgia Author of the Year Award for the book, and I'm also going to be a featured author at the Chicago Book Expo May 10th through the 13th of this year, which I'm very excited about. And I would love a cup of coffee, please. Oh, goody. MFA, what's that? Uh, master, master of Fine Arts, and it's actually in fiction. Oh, interesting. So when I think of arts, I think like drawing and stuff and not fiction. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and what would you like with your coffee, please? Okay, please. Oh, okay. You're actually in luck, though, because we have today uh, my specialty. It's like a nice hot chocolate, well, not hot chocolate, so cocoa and um, white milk chocolate. White milk chocolate, I have no idea if I'm speaking properly, but cocoa and milk chocolate, um, single layer cake with a uh, chocolate um, glaze. And Smarties on top, so we should oh, get you some slice. <laughs> yes, and no fun, uh, funky ingredients. It's all all natural, you know, good good for you cake. If you can, oh, if a cake can be good for you, but yeah, <laughs> that's what I love to hear. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, so it will only be a second. You know, the little human being. She's got to climb stools. You know, she's she's like what. She's like she's quite tall for a one-year-old, but she still needs to climb stools to get this stuff. So just be a second. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who's next, please? Hi, my name's Ethan Howard, and former English school teacher, former military health consultant, and now I am a agency for homeless youth, and. I might write every chance I can get. Okay, now I don't know if it's me, but I couldn't hear you properly. You're you were going in and is out. Is this more? How is this? I, the volume is all the way up. Yeah, it's it's not the volume. It breaks it breaks up. It breaks it up. Be, yeah, it might be your internet. There's. I I did some WAVM stuff. Um, I, mean, I work for my school's radio station. I don't think there's anything we can do. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, okay, what did you want to drink, Ethan? I would love to drink some ice water. Ice my water. My favorite drink. Okay, now how can yes. ice water be a favorite drink? That's like an essential thing. Everybody has ice water. <laughs> I had to pick, if I had to pick something, you know, it would be cranberry juice. Ah, okay. See, because even the little human being, she's laughing at that because she just thinks ice water is a favorite drink. But, okay, cranberry juice it is then. Um, we'll, try, we'll try and get you some. And what would you like with your drink? How about not rum? <laughs> All I heard was rum. 
Well, and I think I would go to jail if, if the cops found out that I had like my little human serve rum in my virtual cafe. So I'm going to pretend I did not hear that. <laughs> um, okay, so who's next, please? Um, hi, Adam Sherman here. I'm I'm a I'm writing a web serial called Nowhere Island University. In the meantime, I'm looking for like maybe a job at a supermarket or something. Okay. Because you have to pay the rent. Well, I have to justify to my parents where I'm living that I'm not just, you know, sitting here doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have enough money to pay rent. I do. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, no, that's 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 quite good. But uh, just to just digress, you know, you know, they're like um, just something that I use. I lose, I, I can't even. You know what? I think because my back is playing up, I can't even speak properly today. So you will just have to forgive me. Uh, what I was I trying say, to I say that I, that I was I was twisting my words is that I use freelance website more to do my book as opposed to be you know um, for me to get work. So you could possibly, you know, consider that because then oh. you can sit in front of your computer doing what you love doing anyway and still get paid. Mm. That's a good uh, point. I have no idea how to start with that, so... Okay, after after the show, we'll, maybe I can actually do another episode on that. But yes, I've, you know, there are loads of freelance websites. The ones that I've used, there is Fiverr, uh, so that's uh, 5R with an R. I don't know if it's oh, one yeah, R or two. And then the one that I also use again is called People Proud, but there are loads of them um, out there. So you you could you could give them a and you know the funny thing is people put random things like someone put I will watch your YouTube video like seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so you can put a gig out there and say to someone I, if you pay me I will watch your YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> There's another two. There's another one too, Adam called um, elance.com. That's a cool one. Yes, I've heard of that one, um, but yes. I've not. I've not used that as well. <laughs> but no, sorry. It's just. It's just. I when I saw that, that someone says, "I will. I will." You know, watch your YouTube video. I just found it really, really funny. Um, <laughs> it is. It's funny how things work now. You know, people checking you out on YouTube and everything. Yes. Uh, it's weird. I mean, I'm, I'm. I think I might be one of the last people to grow up without internet in their, their house because, well, I mean, not grow up, but remember a time when there wasn't internet in my house. I mean, I was like three or something, but mm. I remember we didn't, we didn't have internet. We had a bunch of computers, but we didn't have internet. And then I turned four, and I think, I think it was when I was four or five mm. that my my parents first got internet, and they were the early adopters. Mm. My dad's a techie person. I say. Well, I think if I say this right, and it's not going to give away my age. I don't think so. But when I was in secondary school, we had old school typewriters. You know the one that you then do the handle and it goes ding, and then it does that dinging thing? Yes, yes. I've typed on those too before. <laughs> I've used them. And, but that's not because of my age. That's because 
my parents don't ever let go of any junk. <laughs> okay, <All> right. <laughs> Twenty computers from like that have been made between the late nineties and this year. Uh, and well, not twenty, more like twelve. And we also have six typewriters from the eighties. Wow. Before. <laughs> wow. I think the next thing you're probably going to say you have one of those, you know, those black and white TVs that are like cinemas, and then you have to open the open the screen. <laughs> we don't have a projector, but our com computer, uh, but our TV was bought for my parents as an as a wedding present, I think from Dad's mom, and Mom will not let go of that thing. <laughs> you never know, I guess. You never know. Yeah, well, things keep coming back into fashion, so you know, mm -hmm. it might, you know, it might, it might, it might do that. Okay, yeah. So, Adam, you didn't tell us what would you like to have with your drink. Um. Please don't say I'd water. Like do not say water. Yes. And we um, <laughs> have lunch soon after this is over, so maybe like some peanut butter cookies. That okay. way I can share them with Dad. He's allergic to chocolate. Ah, oh, shoot. That's sad. That is sad. Allergic yeah. to chocolate. I feel and for you, Adam. Mean, but he doesn't let it get to him. He actually he actually thinks that maybe the itself can be healthy healthier than he would otherwise be, which That's he, true. he's kind of thankful for any health he can get at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Right, so whilst the human, little human, you know, she's putting my finger in her mouth and trying to exercise her little teeth, um, <clears throat> you have to bear with us while she does that and then gets around to getting your drink, your order ready. Um, so now, whilst we are waiting for her, I would like to know what you think about some things. Uh, <clears throat> there are so many terms that I've come across, you know, in this virtual cafe with regards to publishing that's quite similar. You know, I've heard someone say, oh, I'm an indie publisher, and I'm a self-publisher, and then I've gone online and I've said, oh, this is a vanity publishing firm, or this is a this is hybrid publishing, or this is independent publishing, and there's traditional publishing. These soldiers doing my head in and giving me a migraine just thinking about them. Ethan. What, what's your take in all of this? You know, what are all these terms exactly? Like, what factors should one consider before deciding on which type of publishing to go for? You should consider what is your end game. So, in other words, what are you really trying to do with your book? Or is to get eyes on their book and to get people to read them. All the different publishers to do it. You can do it yourself. You will save a lot of money. You will maintain creative. I recommend also getting uh, an editor. Find an editor and then a good cover artist. So maintain your control and just do it. Get it out there. And then you set the timetable on when it's done. You do your own marketing. Really, and that's the most important thing. Keep your work, do your own marketing, find an editor, and just and get it.
get it out there. And, but do your marketing, rely on social media as well. Um, did you guys get what he said? Because I didn't. Please tell me This is the downside to technology. Sometimes it good and sometimes it just really, really drives you potty. <laughs> yeah, computers, as a guy who's grown up in a computer household and who's done some tech work, computers can and do sense fear and they will try and mess with you. <laughs> Don't believe me? Try printing something out like a few hours before you need to hand it in. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. You know what? The only time that my computer has crashed was when I was at uni and I was trying to hand in my project. And the night before, after every single thing that I've done, you know, and I thought, yes, you know, it's all done. And at that point, I was not smart enough to click save. My computer crashed. Oh, oh, that's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. Yes. You know what? I was in tears to my dad because you think after spending hours doing all that typing, you know, where you're just putting stuff as you go, and then your computer decides to crash. Oh, oh, heartbreak. At least. You, at least well, I can. If if you'd like me to, um, I can kind of pass along what Ethan was saying. I was able to hear him. Okay. He was, he was saying that, um, and Ethan, if you want to jump in here at any time, he was saying that the end game is to get the work out there and to set your own timetable and to make sure that it's edited by somebody else and professionally edited. And um, you need to market your book and um, depend on social media, work social media. Um, find an editor that is like-minded and make sure that the cover art is, um, is very uh, professional. Ethan, was that it? <laughs> That's it. That's all of it in, uh, in a nutshell. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Okay. But that doesn't really tell me, you know, what. Like, okay, I think maybe I should rephrase. Maybe I'm the one who's not made myself clear. What is indie publishing? What is self-publishing? What is vanity publishing? What is hybrid publishing? What is independent publishing? What is traditional publishing? Oh, my God. Headache again, headache again. So that's what. What are all these different terms of publishing? What a day! Well, I would say um, I would say traditional publishing is what we all think um, that you go through a publisher and you send in your book and you send in um, those letters to um, to agents first to try to get an agent to get a publisher. So I would say traditional publishing is through a publishing company through a publishing house. Okay. Um, which which isn't always available to everybody. Um, yeah. Vanity press publishing is um, more about just wanting your book out there, and um, to me, vanity press has a little bit of a um, uh, negative connotation to it. Mm -hmm. um, where vanity publishing is, you you may end up paying a lot to get your book out there, and um, I think some people misunderstand that vanity publishing is not the same as going through a publishing house. I think a lot of people are confused about that and I think a lot of times people are taken by vanity presses thinking that you know their book is being published through a, a true publishing house when really it isn't. So people definitely need to be careful of, of vanity presses. And then right. for me, 
for me, self-publishing and independent publishing, they're kind of similar. And guys, if you have a different take on it, let me know. But self-publishing is you go through the process yourself of publishing the book. You figure out how to publish it through the appropriate channels. Um, for example, I publish, um, I have my book th printed through Ingram Spark so that Barnes & Noble can buy the book. Um, and if it wasn't through Ingram Spark, they wouldn't. They have to have their... Um, you know, there's specific buyers that they buy from. So you figure out how to self-publish. Self-publishing is doing just about everything yourself. But again, like Ethan said, you really need to have professional editors. You need to have a professional cover. It needs to, when you walk in the bookstore, you shouldn't be able to tell the difference between a self-published book and, or an independent book and a book through a traditional press. It needs to look as neat and as sharp and as appealing as a traditionally published book. Right, okay. So, what so that's my take on it. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 which is quite good. But then what is the difference between difference between vanity publishing and hybrid publishing? Because these are terms that seem to be floating around the internet and, you know, it's really mind-boggling because you just think, oh, because I, I, I've read that, you know, where they call vanity publishing, you know, um, it's got that negative connotation, like you say. But then there are some places where you go and you go, oh, but this is hybrid publishing. So what is the difference between both of them? Gosh, I'm going to defer to Ethan and Adam. Do you know the difference? I, don't, I really don't know what hybrid publishing is. That's a new one for me. I First time I've know. ever heard. I've never heard of it. Okay. What about you, Adam? Have you heard of it? I don't even know. I mean, I'm a web serial author. What I do is I write one chapter a week. I post it on various websites. I hope that people see it and people are, and I'm lucky people are definitely seeing my stuff. <clears throat> and people then, and then I hope that the people comment, which they have, and I hope that people decide it's good enough to give money, which a few people have, eh, but web serials are, from what I understand, each just kind of press, every kind of press is sort of like a lottery. Um, if you win, if you win the traditional publishing lottery, you're like J.K. Rowling, and you become richer than the Queen of England in several <laughs> small. <laughs> if you win the self-published lobby um, lottery, you're like E.L. James, and you sell like how many copies of Fifty Shades of Grey did she sell? Like 50 million, <sighs> some ridiculous number. Insane, insane amount. If you're a web serialist like me, and you win the lottery. Um, you're like Wildfo, or also known as J.C. McRae, and you make $2,000 to $3,000 a month on Patreon, which is a great sum um, of money, but it's not however much money someone like Neil Gaiman is writing, um, making. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm, well, I'm looking up. Um, I just looked it up because now I'm really curious. <laughs> I looked up hybrid publishing, and what it says there's so many different variations. It's it's kind of a 
a mix of traditional and uh, self-publishing. Yeah. Some of the examples that I'm seeing is you can start out as a self-published self-published author, and then you become pick, you're picked up by um, a traditional publishing house, or you can um, be a traditionally published author, and then you decide to self-publish. So there's it's indicating there's a different variations of how hybrid publishing works. So it's kind of a combination of self-publishing and traditional publish, publishing is, is what it appears to be, which right. is very interesting. Hmm. So tell me again, what is vanity publishing? From my understanding of vanity publishing is you pay someone who isn't a traditional publisher, yeah. but you pay someone to go through the steps of putting your book together and publishing your book. Um, and, and and from the, the, you know, again, from the word vanity, vanity publishing, I always get the, the feeling that with vanity presses, there's a little bit of, um, oh gosh, how do I put, put it? Um, there's definitely a negative connotation when you do vanity press. And in you almost, for me, you almost get the feeling that um, the person that's the author needs to learn a little bit more about the industry yes. and possibly um, possibly find an independent publisher that is truly you know a small press or an independent press to publish that book as opposed yes. to a vanity press who's gonna probably take a lot of your money and yeah. you might not see a lot for your effort yes, yes. And so, I think yeah okay I was just going to say that I think one way that I can describe it is basically when Say you've written your book, you know, and you've got your manuscript, and you're sending it out to loads of different quote-unquote publishers, um, mm -hmm. and then someone then replies to you, and there are loads of companies who do this, because I've seen templates from somebody, an author, who put this posted it out, and several people have said that they received this almost word-for-word, -word, the mm -hmm. same reply, and basically the reply then goes, oh, it's almost, and this is me, you know, paraphrasing it in my own words, it's almost like, Oh my God! We really love your book. It is fantastic. Ah, we would love yes. to have you on board with us. But you know, so they boost your ego, right? Tell you absolutely every single thing that you want to hear, right? Make you think, Oh my God! I am the best thing since sliced bread or since Booker Booth. And then they go, <laughs> hmm. Yes, yes. But you are a first type. <laughs> I remember that. My grandmom wrote a book, and she actually used a vanity press to publish it. And what she did was she went in because she wanted, like, you know, a few copies to give to her friends because everything was it was basically about her. her um, and she knew that or at least she thought that no one who wasn't her would even want to look at the thing, so, or her or her friends, so she went in, made a copy for all of her friends, and maybe a few of her family members, and gave everyone who wanted one a copy, and then never printed another thing again. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's about, you know, as far as the perception of Vanity Presses, maybe it's about the um, the intentions of the author. And I definitely see what you're saying um, about 
the letter. That's exact. I couldn't think of that, but that is absolutely right. You know, yeah. you'll receive a letter saying you're the best thing in the world, and, and exactly. really, if if it comes to you that way, it's kind of a scam. Yeah, but it, it is. That's yes. why you know because the, the bit that I was going to that I didn't finish was that they said when they now say but they don't go this is where they then play on your emotions they play yes. on your naivety they go right but because you're a new author it is yes. a risk to us right <laughs> so we would that's like to share the risk with you so that's it we will take all the we will take majority of the financial investment. We just need you to pay, say, three thousand pounds or three thousand dollars to contribute towards the final production of your book. Yes, yes, that's it. You're right. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. That's a vanity press. And I think you know some of them. They're now then trying to then change that term. And this is me. I am not an expert in this. I do not have a publishing house or anything, but I am not an expert. Um, so they prey on people's emotions. And then that's why now they're trying to then go out of that negative connotation and then go, and some of them then try to do this whole hybrid publishing. So you will then see what they the whole idea of putting it as a hybrid publishing is, and the thing is, if you try, unless you might say, you know, come and give us. So the whole idea of a, a hybrid publishing, in my little understanding, and I am not an expert, um, is that they would have some authors that they would give, you know, the same way like a traditional publisher would do. They would do the same thing. They would give, you know, royalties upfront, whatever okay. the amount, and then they might then have some other authors. That they may say, okay, doesn't fit in quite, you know, but they still want to help that person, you know, out. But they need to make sure that everything is fully clear. And the only way they can then be classed as a hybrid publisher is if they actually have authors that they have given given royalties to. So if they've not done that, then they're literally just putting it there as a scam. So then, you you know, if you're an author, then you should then be able to say, okay, right, fine. From the author, say in a year, how many authors? Do you get that you publish? You know that you do the whole 100%. Give them money upfront. You know, so that's a sort of question that you know I would think that someone would should need. You know, should ask because if they go and then they tell if they answer the question, then you should see that they have some number. But if they have zero, right, offers that they've you know given a traditional contract to, then they're they're scamming you. Yes, you know oh, that's a very good point. I had no idea that was the distinction with hybrid publishing now. That's a really good point and I kind of see how they're, the, some of the vanity presses are trying to work the system maybe a little bit. Yes, um, but again, like I, sorry. No, I was just saying that I'm not an expert and this is just my little understanding of it and okay. I, I, I wanted to just see what everybody else thought about it because I think it's just, you know, there's so much and you know, you start off, you know, you don't really know, you just think, all you just think, all you just see is, you know, you, everybody does that selective reading where you just see the word that you want and especially when they write to you, you know, they give you this nice glossy matte, you know, contract really nice looking and you're like, Check me out, man! I hit the jackpot. Like I'm going to be a published author. Check it out. See the contract. Contract traditional <laughs> And then when you don't read the small prints, and then you yes. think, uh, right, okay. And if I can, and if I can say this, the bottom line is write for yourself 
And when I talk to so many different indie authors like me, and I tell them, write for yourself, have fun, don't quit your day job. Those are the things right there. Tell your story, get it out there, and you can do it yourself. And you don't have to pay. You don't have to pay all this money to someone yourself. Yeah, which is true. But then the difference though is that you're already in the game. You've, you know, you've got some experience. When someone is starting out, they don't really know where to go. You know, and this is where, you know, I'm a big fan of something that I read. Either my mom told me, wise woman, God bless us all, or I read it somewhere. And it's one of those ones where it says, if you fail to prepare, you're preparing to fail. So failing to prepare is preparing to fail. You know, and that's why there are loads of information out there. Because if you're unsuspecting, if you've not done any research, then it just means that you're just going to fall prey to one of these scammers. Should I use scammer? Is that a good thing to say, Lord? <laughs> I think so. I think some of the... I think some of the vanity presses are, um, are scams, absolutely. But I do see, I do see what Ethan's saying too. But you're absolutely right too. You have to be careful of who you who you work with. So yeah. definitely, research is the is the main thing. Even from the very start, even if you're brand new, definitely your research. Even not even, but listening to the show itself is a way for people to kind of be more aware of, you know, vanity presses and and people that might try to scam you. But I do absolutely see what Ethan says. If you if you put in the time and the research too, you can't be you can't be um, lackadaisical about it. If you do receive that kind of letter, you need to research it. Oh yes. And, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, and like just like how um, what Adam was saying, you know, that you know his grandma didn't think any so again, it's one of those ones where you have to decide for yourself what is success. And I think that would then determine how you progress. So, for instance, success, you know, as for example, um, Adam's grandma is seeing her book in print. So, someone yeah. just wants to see their book in print. They don't care if anybody else buys it. They don't even. They're not interested in all of that. Then, you know, that is success. If someone says, "Okay, I want to," I want, you know, if they say, "Oh, I want to become the next J.K. Rowling," yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're. <laughs> Think again. Think again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. And then if someone says, "Okay, well, I would, I would keep my day job, and I would see where this writing career yes. takes me. You know, takes me to." So again, most people they set up without having, you know, a plan, without ha having a def uh, definition of what success would be. And something you know that I learned when I was at uni is smart objectives. You know, so and I haven't said smart objectives in a while, so please forgive me if I don't get it. Is that what sub specific was that subjective, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, timely objective, something like that? So you might say, okay, let's say I want to write. So you might say you want say you wanted to start a uh, set a put a smart objective. Okay, I want to write a book. Yes, yeah, so that's your that's your thing. But a realistic in time, when do I want to write my book by? So you could say, I want to write my book by the end of the year. So it's a timely objective. Or if you've written your book and you say, okay, I want to sell a million copies, and I want to sell a million copies in the first day my book comes out. <laughs> probably not going to meet that. <laughs> not going to happen. Or if you say... Is, since I'm a web serial writer, Michael, every week, is write one chapter, get my sister to look at that chapter, and then and set it up so that my WordPress site, nowhereislanduniversity.wordpress.com, 
shameless plug, I know. But, um, <laughs> so that it will update that automatically when the time comes for that chapter to be published. Right now, I've got, like, um, let's see, 13, I'm 13 chapters ahead of where I need to be in order to have kind of a chapter, like, up on Wednesday. Mm. So you do a lot of upfront scheduling. I do a lot of what? You, so you schedule upfront, so you do it in yeah. advance. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I I I'm, I do the same as well. Sometimes I just blitz through and then just put it all put it all on there. It, it saves you time. It also like saves you peace of mind because if I've got uh, no buffer and it's and um the update time is tomorrow, I. I've got to be writing, you know. Yeah, I, I tried that's very true. living. I tried living that way for like the first few months of my web serialing life, and that just I I, I pulled like four or five all-nighters and. <laughs> Save it for side stories and donation bonuses. <laughs> okay, there was a little bit of an echo before. Can you guys still hear it, or is that is it just me? You know why it feels like there's a rush of air coming in. Um, uh, I do hear that a little bit. Hmm, but it's not it's not bad. No, no. Well, hopefully, the when we record the podcast, and people won't think, what are these crazy people just talking about something random? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, hopefully, it's not going to actually affect the actual recording. Um, <clears throat> so, I think we've sort of established... Oh, yes, and then the other thing that I was going to add, um, the difference between indie publishing and self... Not in... Sorry. No, the difference between self-publishing and independent publishing... Um, so I, I'm feeling bad now because I'm supposed to be getting education here, whereas I feel like I, I'm the virtual cafe hostess and I'm telling everything. Is that really bad that I'm just telling, telling, you know, as opposed to just asking and listening? No, it's great. Are you kidding? It's great. We're okay. all learning something. We're all learning something today. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> uh, okay, so again, in my little, right, and I'm very, I'm using this very, very strongly. I, my little experience, and because I am not an expert and I do not know everything, and I hope someone who is listening, someone has, you know, a different opinion or knows something, or if I've said something wrong, they can please school me, and I'm open to being schooled. But the difference between um, independent publishing and self-publishing, even though those two are being used interchangeably, is with regards to ISBN. So, if you go on CreateSpace or Amazon KDP, for instance, and you're trying to upload your book, or even, uh, what's the other one, Smashwords, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. If you use, okay, so if you use Smashwords or if you use Amazon KDP, right? No, let me, no, actually, scratch that. Let's start off with Smashwords. I've got one book on Smashwords, and... It says, it gives you this sort of almost thing that you have to click and accept that it would, if it provides you with a free ISBN, it will then be listed as the publisher. 
but you're the publisher. But just because they're the one generating the ISBN number, everywhere is going to be listed as the publisher. So with my latest book, for instance, now, can you guys hear me echoing? Yeah, so, not on my end, you're not echoing. <laughs> okay. Oh, I can't hear you echoing, but I think maybe the, um, I think the problem is we're all using kind of cheap microphones. using cheap microphones and that's why <laughs> <laughs> that's why we follow these dodgy recording things. Can it could be. Can you please support us? Personalities and they like buy actual microphones and compressors which I don't even know what they are. <laughs> and they sound amazing. Like uh, if you if you listen to Total Biscuit or the Podquisition it sounds like they're actually in the room with you. Hmm. Let's okay. technical difficulties. Right. See, I'm a mom, right? And I'm doing this, you know, this thing. And I'm trying to make a living out of it. And even though I don't get paid for doing the podcasting and I'm yet to break even with, you know, my book. So please, dear listeners, I don't know about the other guests. If they're interested, but please. <laughs> 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 do buy me a do buy me a nice techie techie headset <laughs> and Mike and then the compressor thing that he says use one that comes with a dummy guy too because I'm not sure I can do you know any of this fancy fancy technology things you know just give me one that just plugs in and play I, I'm more than happy with that one. <laughs> okay well the echo seems to have reduced a little bit so what I was trying to say with the <clears throat> so say yeah with Smash Bros right oh yes you know so I got distracted. So with my book, for instance, yes, and the an ode to my mother, which is the my latest book, right? If you go on Goodreads now, for instance, when you click on this book, you will see somewhere there it says there are two editions. <clears throat> now, why there are two editions? Because I went there, I was just looking at it one day, and I noticed, and I thought two editions. Why? So I then clicked on it, and I saw that there's one which I put my name um, as Shagilola Publishing um, when I was uploading it to Amazon. But then when I was using Smashwords to upload it, because I didn't really want to pay for an ISBN, I used the Smashwords um, ISBN. So it then listed Smashwords as my publisher. And so that's why in the book, um, book listing on Goodreads, it's got two editions, where one is my um, Amazon listing that I did, and then the other one says Smashwords. So basically, that's sort of almost where the difference comes in. So if you are self-publishing, you do not have any ISBN and somebody else is being listed as the publisher of your book. When you're an independent publisher, it's almost like you have your own small imprint house, right? And so in the UK, it's called Nielsen, I no, N-I-E-L-S-E-N. Um, okay. And when you go and buy they said the smallest one they do is a batch of 10 ISBN, 
and they, it will then your ISBN. I think the first few numbers um, is specific to you as the publisher. So be it your publishing name, your address, blah 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 blah. Right. So with my first book, I went to buy a batch of ten um, IS, um, ISBNs from you know from Nielsen. So across board, every single year, it's the ISBN that I bought that I've assigned to my first book. That's what has now been listed across board. So if you then search Shagulala Publishing, very, very imaginative, I know. Um, <coughs> that's basically it. So I don't know if I've made this clear. So if you're a self-publisher, you do not own the ISBN. You know, it's going to always show as Create Space Publishing or Amazon KDP or whatever else, or if you use Lulu, whoever the provider of the ISBN number, that is who is going to be listed as the publisher of your book. If you're an independent publisher, then that means you have your own imprint, right? And so the ISBN for the number for the book will then be provided to your imprint name. And that is what you will then use across all the board. So if your book is going to be listed on Amazon, it will then say when you scroll down to the middle of the page where it will say publisher, for my books it would say Shagilala Publisher. If it's somewhere it will be half a colours. If it's you know, whoever the publisher of your book you know, that's where it's going <clears throat> to be. Now, so apart from buying, you know, the ISBN, in the UK, and I don't know if it's the same with other countries, here at the British Library, they have a legal deposit scheme. So every book that is published in the UK, a copy of it needs to get sent to the British Library or to the legal deposit scheme, right? So, now, we all know that authors do not get a lot of money, right? So, for a batch of 10 ISBN, I think it's about 150 pounds you have to pay for it. Then, sorry? I was just going to say, I think here, um, I think it's more than that. I think it was around $250 for 10 <laughs> ISBNs. So, I think that's what it was, which okay. may equal that as far as pounds. So, yes. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, so then you've got to pay off that upfront. And then, you know, if you're starting off and maybe you only have one book in you, then you've got nine extra ISBN that you don't <laughs> need that you're stuck with. But if you, you know, intend to make a career out of it and you've got several, several books in you, then, you know, by all means, you've, you've got the, you know, thing. And I think the way they do it, why is an imprint, you know, is that you can then get other self-published authors to then come under you where you will give them the ISBN. So then, you know, so that's where I think that's how you have all these small publishing presses. That's how they developed. So the owner might have gone to buy their own ISBN and set up the imprint for themselves. And then thought, hmm, okay, you know what, I've got all these ISBN that I'm probably not going to use anytime soon. Why don't I just set myself up as uh, you know, a publishing house, a small one, for instance. You know, and I think this is where, you know, all of the, you know, the, I wouldn't want to say the scammers, but, you know, this is, I guess, that's how, you know, it, it all, you know, it all started. And I think also, you know, with regards to hybrid publishing, they might then say, okay, fine, you've written your book, you know, you want, we will give you our ISBN, you know, so basically all the additional services that a publisher, a traditional publisher would do, they would say to you that they're going to do it for you, but you have to pay for it. And the difference, though, um, so for the legit ones, and not the scammers, and so the legit ones will say that we will do your marketing for you. This is how much it's going to cost to do your marketing. 
we will do your formatting for you. So, for instance, if you think about Smash Roots for instance, have you seen your 200-page guide? Oh my God! I looked at it and I thought, no, nah, man, I'm not even in uni. I'm not gonna go and read 200 pages of whatever it is, right? So, mm -hmm. if you need formatting, you know, they might say, okay, we will, we've got in-house formatters. We will get them to do your formatting for you. If you need to do your marketing, they will do that for you. Um, so I think that's where the hybrid, you know, comes in. And then, so basically, that's you know, the independent one. So it's regards to. And I, I digress again, and I, I miss what I was saying. So yes. So now you pay a hundred and about hundred and fifty pounds for your ISBN, but you then have to bear the cost of printing out your book and posting a copy to the British Library. Then. Um, the other agencies that are associated with the British Library, and I think there's the Scottish one and some other places, they will then ask you to do the same as well. They may, you know. So when I did my first book, I then had to post six books to them, which is a good thing. But then for someone who's not really, you know, broken the bank at some speaking right now, to be to be paid for postage, you know, and then obviously you're not going to use the unregistered one because you don't want your book to go walk walk, right? So you'll have to take the regular one, you know, either a signed for a recorded delivery or something that, you know, ensures that, you know, it guarantees that it gets to its destination. Um, you're going to do that. So you're going to bear the cost of printing your book, which is not cheap. Let's not even go to the, you know, cost of print and demand. Like, when I was looking, some pages, some places they'll say they charge seven pounds yeah. per book for 50 books. Which, you know, by the time you put all this cost, it then starts piling up. And then, so I guess that's why some people may just think, you know what, effort, I'm just going to go straight up and go to be, use someone else's ISBN because then that responsibility falls on that person. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, so that's, 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 that's what I think, you know, but I, 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 think, I think you're right. I hadn't really thought about it. Um, but I guess I'm more of an independent publisher than a self-published author because I did the same thing. I bought the 10 ISBNs in the U.S. You have to send a book to, um, I can't remember which office, um, Ethan or Adam, if you know, shout it out. Um, but it's the same type of Congress. Yeah, that's it. You have to send it to the Library of Congress. Thank you. Thank you. So you send it to the Library of Congress here. Um, and it's the same kind of thing. It's really about how much time and effort and money you want to put into it as opposed to having somebody else do it. Do it. I, I, think, I think you're absolutely right as far as what the difference is between independent and, um, and uh, self-publishing is. Yeah. But you know the thing though is a lot of people don't really realize these differences. They, you know, they'll just be like, oh, okay, I'm self-published, so they just go and they just do. You know, and yeah. you know, that's where, you know, we who I would like to quote unquote say we are seasoned pros because we've been we've been <laughs> out this journey. We can then say, well, you know what? Even though the terms are used interchangeably, there are slight differences, and that's why I was quite you know keen because again, I'm not an expert, um, and I wanted to know what everybody else you know think thinks about uh, <clears throat> thinks about it. Uh, okay. Whew. <laughs> I'm dehydrated now. I know the little human has fallen asleep, right? We need to speak to her mom, you know. How dare her sleep when she's not yet served the drinks? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, okay, sorry. Shuri, so, you know, we've gone through all of this, all of this, yeah? As an author, you know, author yourself, 
what you know advice would you give an aspiring author with regards to you know selecting the type of publishing to go for? I mean, we've covered all of them, and we've sort of given a little bit about what each of them is. You know, what would you say, you know, to someone who is starting up? You know, what advice would you give them? I mean, also when you started out as an author, what was your first light bulb moment? Um, you know, so what I mean is, what did you fail in? Because I mean, you know, it's not always straightforward. We all we all sort of stumble across the way, you know, along the way. So, what did you make a mistake in that you figured out the solution to that made you go, "Aha! If I could do it all over again, you know." So, what 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 would what would you say? Well, what affected your choice of style? Why did you go as an independent publisher as opposed to using someone else's ISBN? Um, part of it. One thing I know that affected me initially is, um, you know, my first thoughts were that I had to go through a tra traditional publisher because that's the way everybody did it and and I can't tell you how many you know things I sent out to um, to traditional publishers and and for you know a year or two I did that you know while I was working on other projects and I finally realized part of the reason why it probably wasn't working is that really wasn't what I wanted I wanted the I wanted the control over the work and I wanted to you know, see all of this true to fruition myself. So it really depends on for other people. It depends on how much control they want, how much money they want to put into it, how much time they want to put into it. Um, so that really, you know, that's the difference in what type of publishing they decide on. But when I decided to be an independent publisher, it it all of a sudden that made the difference. That was the light bulb moment when I knew it was okay to publish my book myself. And the stigma of that has definitely gone away because there's so many options for people now. Um, and just because um, somebody hasn't gone through the traditional publish, the traditional way of publishing, doesn't mean the book isn't a great book. And you know, I know lots of people that have gone through self-publishing that have done really well, or through independent publishing. Mm. So I would tell people that you know, if it's something that you're thinking about, research it more and more. And starting with this program is one way to research it. Um, research it more and more, and then um, then start. Just start the process and see where it takes you. And it's mm. fun when you finally have that book come to your door. It is. It is. It's surreal. And the fact uh, that you put it all together yourself, it's it's a it's a great thing. I know, right? When I received the first paperback copy of my first book, you know, I had this massive grin in my face, and I was like, "Wow, I did this." <laughs> You know, it's kind of like your mom. You you see your child when you you know you go through the the pain of pushing or being you know having your son cut open, and you see this like wow, I created this. There there's the yeah there's the there's the fruit of your efforts. I mean, it's just it's it's amazing and it's still surreal. I still can't believe it. I still can't believe it. Yes, you know, I mean, I don't have, I, I'm far away from what most people get, but then when I see, you know, I go on my KDP dashboard, and I'm obsessive or compulsive with it, I go there like several times a day, right, and then when I see that someone has purchased something, I think, wow, someone actually likes, you know, so what, so the sort of writing, saw the cover emerge, and I think I've got really rubbish blurbs because I'm not good at marketing myself, and then I think, wow, someone liked the cover image, someone liked the title, someone liked my rubbish blurb enough to actually buy it. And I'm like, wow. I agree. I agree. It is a great it is a great feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a lady the other day um, send me a message via Facebook. She had bought the book 
and we had met at a Barnes and Noble, and she sent me a message via Facebook saying she was in the Dallas airport and she had just finished it, and she enjoyed the book, and that just blew me away because I've never been to Texas, but my book has. So, you know what I mean? So there's somebody sitting in the Dallas airport reading my book, that uh, that just kind of blew my mind. Actually, saying that, can I tell you something that made me teary-eyed yesterday? Sure. So, um, you know, you know, like when you've written a new book, you know, you send out loads of free copies to anyone. You know, you hand people on Goodreads, saying, "Will you read my book and give me a review, please?" Yes. Um, so this one lady, you know, she gave me a review and she sent, you know, she sent me back, "Oh yes, I've left you a review." Da 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 da. And I was like, "Oh, thank you so much." You know, da 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 da. Then she now sends me another uh, message on Goodreads, and she goes. Is it okay if I print your book and give a copy to my mom and my mother-in-law, or do you just need me to buy another one? And that made me teary-eyed. So this is for my latest book, Yet in the End, Odes to My Mother, right? And I was thinking, wow. Yes. So, apart from the fact that she read it, she liked mm -hmm. it enough to want to give it to the two most important women in her life. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It makes I you feel good. It makes you feel good. It's just one of those things where you just want to cry. You're like, oh my god, I wrote something. I like, oh. <laughs> like seriously, like I was like, please, and it's, yeah, I was. You know when you're just speechless, you're like, wow. Yes, yes, absolutely, yes. I know exactly, exactly what you're talking about. And it seems to be like you know we've taken over the show. The boys are just keeping quiet now. No, what's up with Ethan and Adam? Hi. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I actually wanted to mention something about book blurbs. I have, I see, I, my Nowhere Island University has gone, had started off in something completely different. Like when it was just in my head, it was something completely unlike what it is now. Now I have no idea what the heck it is. <laughs> the plot is the same as, as you know what I thought it was going to be. Um, I knew it was going to be about a guy who definitely isn't me um, <laughs> going to this school for mercenaries and mad scientists and evil businessmen and superheroes and supervillains. And it's not you. Yep, definitely not me. Um, <laughs> and, and he was going and he was was going to like encounter all these certain things. I mean, I know I I know how I know the beginning, I know the end, I know every major plot point in between. But I have no idea what the darn thing is about. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Like, no, what's what's the heart and soul of this thing? Because I know it has one. Uh, um, it, it for a web serial, it's. It's not hugely successful, even by web serial standards, but I know that enough people like it so that it's got to be saying something. I just 
I just don't know what it is. It's one of those things that, you know, runs away from you. Okay, two things that I'm going to say to that. First one, when I saw you the first time, I was trying to put my fingers on it. Then, it then came to me. Did you ever watch Nikita, the series? No. I, I, <laughs> well, actually, it depends. I actually did have Netflix for a while, and I think... Uh, I actually did watch a few episodes, most of the first season, I think. Yeah, see, now you just remind me of her, of her computer guy, because I was trying to think, was it Revenge? But Revenge guy, he's nice and slim and he's clean-shaven, whereas I think you're more, you're more um, Nikita's guy than, <laughs> than the other one. Uh, so that was the first thing that I was going to say. And then you then write a web serial that talks about assassins, like, come on. It's like, and you're not Nikita's guy, seriously? <laughs> And that was that was the first thing, and then now it's completely left my head. What I was, what the second thing was going to say is like it's been what seventeen months, and I still suffer from baby brain. So I will have to come back to this. Okay, the I'm I'm 22, and I've had senior moments ever since I was born. So <laughs> you're just a baby. You're just a baby. <laughs> yeah. In a very good way. I mean that in a very good way, Adam. Yeah, and I, I'm. I have baby brain because I am the baby in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so Sheree, tell me about, or tell us about your latest book. What was the title again? What is it about? It is called Finding Tambry, and it's about a woman who suffers the loss of her young son, and then her marriage falls apart, and then that's actually where the book starts. So. It's more about the aftermath of such a tragedy, and it's her journey to figure out who she is after this happens, and she does it through one wrong man after another. Each man has his own flaw, mm. and through this process, she kind of, she may or may not figure out where she needs to go, because I don't want to um, give away the whole book, um, yeah. but um, that's what it's about, and um, it's, it's like I said, it's her journey, and it's kind of a journey of her trying to find redemption too. Even though, you know, I never say what happened specifically to the son, um, she feels responsible. So it's definitely a story of because she's the mother. So yeah. it's, it's kind of a story of her trying to find redemption, trying to find her way, and trying to figure out who she is. You know, after this perfect life that she had disappears. Mm. Okay. Every story is about the character at at its core, the character trying to figure out who they are. Uh, I mean, if James Bond was a completely well-adjusted person, he wouldn't. He wouldn't <laughs> be James Bond. That's so true. That's so true. You're mm. so right. And you're saying yours, yours is similar in that the, your um, character is trying to figure out who they are? Adam, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, okay. I think so all, the all the, uh, almost every single character in my story is trying to figure out who they are. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> So can I just interrupt you really quickly, just so that, because I'm having a midlife moment where I remembered what I was going to ask you before, um, and then just to stop, stop me from not remembering again, sorry. <laughs> See, when I write, right, I, 
and I shouldn't say this because, you know, once I say this right, it's going to be stamped and it's always going to be available. But I would say, let's say there is author X and it's not me. <clears throat> Some other author, they have voices in their head telling them how to write their story. And that's sort of how the, the story comes together. Do you guys have the? How do you get your story together? Do you have voices in your head that tells you what to? I don't have voices in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I. What? Um, did you want to go first? Um, sure, I'll go ahead. I, for me, I have so many different stories that I write them down. I have a little notebook that I keep with me, and I have different ideas. And so then I'll just start putting it together. I'll put the outline together, and then I'll start writing chapter by chapter. I'll do my research in between. You know, I'll listen to some music while I'm writing, stay up all night, and just get it and just crank it out. That's you know that's pretty cool that you do that. You that you that you keep a notebook. I had an instructor in college that did the same thing, and I mean he wrote every spare second yes. he would write. When, and do you do the same thing, Ethan? I mean, is it pretty much all the time that you're writing? Yes, I do. I have little notebooks, and I'll t I'll take it to work with me, and I'll take it uh, to lunch, and I'll think of something, I'll see something, I'll say, ooh, and I'll, then I'll write it down. I'll sketch out my chapters, and mm -hmm. it makes writing a lot easier when I sit down, and then I know what direction I'm going to go in. That's really, that's kind of, you know, I've done that some, I don't do it all the time, which I'd like to do it all the time more often. But I have taken, and you're kind of inspiring me to, to do this again, and, and, and Adam's inspiring me to get ahead of the game with the chapters, and Sigi Lola is inspiring me to schedule and that kind of thing. But you're inspiring me to try to um, write as much as possible. And in fact, I'm going to do it, sometimes I'll do it for a weekend or a few days, um, just to see how much I can get down. And really, even if you do what you're doing just for a few days at a time, you can get, I know one weekend I did it long, over a long weekend, I had 25 pages. By the time mm -hmm. I was done, 25 type pages of work that moved me along in, in a story. That's so that's wow. Really, yeah, that that's really cool. okay. So the person who is not me, <clears throat> the person <laughs> who the is, yeah, that has voices in her head, in her head, <laughs> The person who's not me that has voices in his head that tells the story does similar but not quite the same. So this person, he will call him Mr. Bond. <clears throat> okay. He's, he's, he's Mr. Bond is doing some ironing, right? And then he just has this, you know, one of these schizophrenic moments, right? Where the voices just take over and then you just see a scene in your head just plays out, right? And it takes a millisecond because then you don't end up burning your clothes while you're ironing. But, you know, the scene just plays out in your head and you see it very realistic. You know, what's going to happen, what point it's going to happen, and then you just file it somewhere in the filing cabinet in your head. Right? And it just plays out scene by scene by scene. And because Mr. Bond is very fast in typing, it takes several months, you know, or several weeks for these, you know, the voices to then play the scene in their head. Right? Then, literally, only a matter of weeks, the entire book. So, Mr. Bond's latest book, that was how it happened. It was literally the scene played out from December to March, and it was just plain, plain, plain. And one night, when Mr. Bond's little human being 
was asleep. Good six hours. And Mr. Bond typed out 5,000, you know, words because, you know, Mr. Bond writes children's books. And it was just done in a night. Um, what happens with me is, is I, I noticed how you said that the scene is picture perfect. For me, it's like there's, I, I get an idea and I sort of turn it into a movie in my head. And then I go outside, think about it, the movie plays, and I iterate on that and for months and months and months. At least this is what happened with Nowhere Island University, and mm -hmm. it's probably going to happen for my second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth serials. But I iterate on various scenes in my my mind, uh, and I it and I change them and I change them, and sometimes the plot even becomes totally different, and. Finally, Nowhere Island University is the first time, actually it's more like the second time, the second time was kind of, a, the first time was kind of an embarrassment and I don't talk about that. <laughs> finally, I get it down on paper and I, and I start writing and the actual writing process is, is more of, ends up with more iterations. Like, very few things that were, come out exactly as they were in my head. And, um, also, oh, uh, um, oh, what was I? <laughs> you know, no, I've got baby brain. That's my story. Please don't share it with me. You've got senior moment. I've got baby brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's like I just looked at the time, and we've been on this for an hour, right? Oh my god! It's like you know when you're just having fun, and then the time just yes. goes away, and you just think, "Wow." Yes. 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 Okay, so we're gonna. I'm gonna have to kick you out of my virtual cafe very soon, you know, because again, mummies who are authors don't have loads of money, right? I've then gone to go and get, you know, an extra dedicated podcast domain or hosting, right? And I went to get the cheapest one, you know, up, uh, possible, a hundred megabytes, right? And every episode where I've gone over thirty minutes, right? So now, literally, I've got to then go and put it in my domain hosting rather than the podcast hosting because I've already maxed out my oh, <laughs> my allowance. Oh, no. <laughs> like, so it's either I have to upgrade to the next one up. But then again I've not got loads of money. So please anyone who wants to sponsor the show and pay for my podcast domain hosting, whatever it's called, I would be ever so great. Because when I say to people, do you want to sponsor the show? They're kind of thinking, oh, this woman, she just likes to sponsor the show. But it's like, these things do, you know, they do pile up, you know, so please come and pay for my pod, uh, uh, oh, I'll start again. Please come support and sponsor and pay for the podcast hosting. You know, then that way, you know, I can go on and on and on and on. <laughs> but I was just going to say, Ethan, you read Cherie's book. What did you think about it? Well, first and foremost, I really love the book. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. 
Yeah, and what I you know what I liked about it is is that I immediately cared about the character, the main character. I immediately cared about her. So there's that. The other thing is because I'm in the mental health profession, the book had special meaning for me because I have come across so many different people like uh, people like that. And so, you know, it was very powerful in terms of looking at the different. There's so much I can say. Let me go back. Let me say that, you know, what I liked about the story was is that I would be looking at her one way, and then I would get a perspective from someone else, and then I would change. I say, okay, well, you know what? I kind of understand why she's doing that. And I don't want to give away the book in terms of with some of her actions. You know, because I'm reading it, and I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? You know what this is going to lead to. It's like, haven't you done this three times already? And it was just, yeah, I'm like, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, stop. But then, you know, I had to put on, you know, um, my mental health hat and say, listen, she's going through grieving, grieving. She's going through all the different stages of grieving. And so I thought that the book was great. I think that it's the kind of book that most people should read because if you have gone through tragedy, gone through grief in any way, you are going to find yourself somewhere in there, somewhere in her different stages and some of the things that she does, you're going to find yourself in there because that's something that we all can relate to because if we're on this earth long enough, we're going to experience grief, sorrow, heartache, and we're going to step outside of who we are, and we're going to be different. And I think it's just something that other people would do. And, you know, quite frankly, I'm going to have some of the people that I work with, and I'm going to have them read the book. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Thank thank you. That is a huge... uh, motivator for me to write write even more and I really appreciate you telling me that. Thank you. Yes, well thank yeah. you. Well, I, thank enjoyed you. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you, Ethan. Thank you so much. Okay. But you know, with everything, you know, just to give a nice balance, you know, because most times if someone was listening they'll just think, oh yes, you know, you're always you're obviously going to say you like the book because she's a perfect, right? So tell us, what did you not like about the book? What could the author have done differently? What could the author have improved on? I think maybe tell tell a little bit more about the tell a little bit more about the relationship, you know. And again, I'm I'm really searching and trying to find something <laughs> wrong because I enjoyed it so much. So I'm a little bit biased, I have to admit. But and I even like the way it it jumped it, it jumped around. And I just I use that term loosely as far as jumping around because it didn't move in a linear fashion. And be, right. but because because I enjoyed the movie Pulp Fiction so much, um, they got me out of that. Like stories don't have to move in a linear fashion as long as you are telling a story, and as long as I know, okay, what the main character is going through, what he or she, what point are you trying to make? And it was very clear from the very first chapter um, what was going on. But I would say, yeah, I, I would like to have learned a little bit more about the sun. Okay. Okay. And, and see and a little bit more about the relationship if I had to pick okay. something. Thank you. Thank, I appreciate that. I appreciate you telling me that. And actually, um, 
I'm even thinking about doing, um, I'm working on another book now, but I'm thinking about doing a sequel to that one. So that's definitely some, some good information. So thank you so much, Ethan. And thank you for reading. I really appreciate it. Very good, 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 good. And normally this is where I would say, you know, what books have you read in the last year? But I'm just thinking, like, I'm just thinking, right, I've got to find where I'm going to host this one now because I've maxed out my hosting for the month. <laughs> <laughs> because it seems, right, for every minute of um, of a recording, because, I, you know, we record it as video, then I convert it to audio only. So when I convert it to an MP3, I find that every minute equals to one megabyte. So we've been on for over an hour, so that's already 60 megabytes. And I, I got a, pla uh, uh, what's it, a package for gives me 100, 100 uh, megabytes a month. So just <laughs> one recording is more. <laughs> that means everybody was having a good time. Oh, yes, no, definitely, which I, I'm happy with. I just, uh, oh, my laughter is woken up the little human. Sorry. Sorry, baby. Yeah, so just we're having fun, but I'm going. I know um, I wouldn't. I would, I'm going to have to miss out next time you guys are here. We can, you can tell me about you know the indie books that you um, read. So I know that some of you are going to do a giveaway. Um, I'm sure you what giveaway are you doing for us today? Okay, I am going to give. Um, you know, people can um, sign up to win one of three of my books um, via um, digital um, digital books. And okay. what they can do is, let me go to that, hang on, they can go to, uh, da, 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 trying to find it, hang on one second, um, they can go to, to enter for a chance to win one of three copies, listeners should type 1 plus 1 equals 3 as a reply to the comment I will make to this podcast video page on YouTube, and I will choose the winners at random on May 2nd. Yay! Hey. How, how about you, Ethan? All right, so for me, um, type in under my comment, Wacky Races, to win, a free, <laughs> <laughs> to win a free copy of the book, and it's in Latin, uh, or the title is in Latin. It's called Hostis Humani Generis, and that stands for Enemy of the Human Race. Oh, wow. So uh, I'll, be, I'll be giving that away May 2nd. Okay, so is that just a one copy? Two copies. Two copies. Perfect. Right, and how about you, Adam? I know you don't write books. I would love to give you guys, you, you, you audience guys, something, but I have no merch. I have no physical or digital copy or uh, premium digital copies. I have no t-shirts. Um, so <laughs> but you might soon, Adam. You might soon. I might soon. <laughs> that, the probability of that coming soon is kind of zero. Um, <laughs> so you, oh, and if you want to read the story, go to nowhereislanduniversity.wordpress.com. I will set a link to the first chapter in, in the comment in the YouTube comments. Um, if you're interested, check it out. Basically, it, um, people have told me it's good. I'm too busy writing to uh, know whether or not it's good. I hope it's good. I 
pray to God it's good, but mm, people have told me it's good, so. Yeah, good. Well, if people have told you it's good, then that's that's you know that's all all you need to know. Because I think sometimes you know as authors, you know, we start doubting ourselves. You know, you just think, does yes. someone really like this? You know, is this any good? And you know, you just think, would I actually buy this? You know, we become our own worst critics. <clears throat> True. Yeah. Um, that's how you improve. Um, and there's some independent people. Uh, Maybe not in the, maybe not in the writing industry, but in another industry that I follow, who produce absolute garbage and treat it like it's the Mona Lisa. But, and I, I do not want to become one of those people. <laughs> Something just popped into my head, right? So I remember reading somewhere that. And I'm also guilty of this, that this whole, um, are they called vines? I'm not very techy term. You know where videos that last for less, for less, you know, that um, last, last for less than 15 seconds. And I know I'm also guilty of when I see a video that's way more than that, I, I just not listen to it or watch it or I just skip, I just, you know, press the tracking button and just go to the end to see what it was all about. Um, so they say that when research, or when I've read research, they say that the shorter a video, the more likely it is to be consumed. So, you know, the podcasts that I do, they're all sort of on average about an hour. All three of you have, you all listened to at least one episode to the end, be honest. Hello? <laughs> I'm, sorry, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. <laughs> I, okay, have you listened to any of the podcast shows, any of the previous episodes? Have you listened to it to the end? I have. Okay, Sheree, have you? No, I have not to the end, so I have to be honest. No, I have not, but I will, I promise. <laughs> that's, my, my, that's my next thing. I've said it on air. I have to promise to listen to one to the end. <laughs> okay, so, how, how about you, Adam? I should listen to one of those things. <laughs> I I I listen to like some British guy talking about games every several British people talking about games each week. I should be able to listen to one British woman and a bunch of her friends talking about books. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Please, because then it kind of makes me feel like okay, because I just it just came to my head. I'm like, right. It just, you know when you just have this light bulb moment, and I'm like, actually, I did remember reading, and it says, you know, make it short. But then when I'm having, you know, conversation with people, we have so much fun just, you know, chatting about books, right, that, you know, initially my initial plan for the podcast was for it to be half an hour, right? But then the show just takes a life of its own, and I can't say to people, oh, okay, well, it's, an hour, it's half an hour now, bye. You know, you just don't, and I found that, you know, we've had so much fun that every time it goes over an hour, so that's why I'm just thinking that, do people actually listen to it? I mean, I see my download counts going up, and I'm thinking, okay, but unfortunately, I don't think there's any software, or none of the hosting providers can tell you how many minutes people watch, or how much many minutes people listen, so I was just... Curious to see, you know, you know, you guys, if you've actually ever listened to any episode. Well, thank you, Ethan. So you, <laughs> Ethan. Yes, and, and I can tell you that I recommend 
indie authors to listen to your show. I tell them that they should listen to this, and I tell them to contact you and, the, and to get on here and tell their story. Thank you very much. See, you get an extra chocolate with your, with your, uh, with your ice water. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And then Shuri, you're going to listen to one episode to the yes. end, and then you'll tell me what it is. And then I'm going absolutely. To and I am going to promote you as well because oh. I've really enjoyed this. So thank you so much. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. And the little human, she's been good. She slept. It's raining in London today. We had the heat wave. <laughs> heat wave in London. I know. Yeah, so the, the way we've had some rain now, so that sort of helped the temperature to cool down a bit. So she's gone and slept now. So that's why we've not had your drinks, right? And she's not giving her own comments about, you know, your opinion. Even though she did laugh that one time uh, when, when she woke up. Um, but you know what? It's been fabulous, you know, having you guys um, <clears throat> on the show. Um, I, I, would, I originally planned at this point that I was going to recap what we said, but I think I did... We did quite a lot about it earlier on. Uh, so we said, watch out for the vanity scammers, you know, those people that, you know, they stroke your ego, tell you all the right things that you want to hear, you know, when you're starting out. And then they then, after all of that, and they go, but, you know, and it's like, is that but with the double T, right? Uh, and then if I try to use that, you know, to get money off you, so try and be wary of them. Um, I mean, if you've got loads of money and you want to give them, then please do sponsor my show. I think I would put your money to better use than the vanity scammers, but hey. Um, so beware of vanity scammers. Uh, if you're going to go hybrid publishing, you need to just make sure that you know what it is that you're setting yourself up for. Um, the main difference between independent and self-publishing is with regards to who is listed as the publisher. So with if you're an independent publisher like myself and the lovely Cherie, we're both independent <laughs> publishers. Mm, wink, wink. We bought. We went to spend 150 pounds or 250 dollars um, mm -hmm. to buy ISBN batch of 10. And I don't think I'm going to buy, you know, write 10 books. In, maybe it will take me three years to write 10 books. So yes, I've got 10, you know, ISBNs, you know, waiting there for my 10 books to come. Or if you like. You want to take an ISBN off me? You can contribute towards it, and I will give you my ISBN, and then I can then use that as my no imprint. Yeah, Shigilola Publishing. Um, or if you go self-publishing, then you're either going to be using Amazon as your publisher, or CreateSpace as your publisher, or what else is there? Drafts to Digital as your publisher, or any of the other ones um, out there. Now, if you do go the route of being an independent publisher, in addition to you, as a consequence of you being listed as the publisher, you will have to send, when requested, a copy of the book, if you're in the UK, to the Legal, legal Deposit Scheme, which is part of the British Library, and any of their agencies. With my first book, I ended up sending six copies, and if you're in America, it's the Library of Congress. Is that right, Sheree? That's right. Um, Adam actually knew that. Yes, that's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Seriously, though, don't quote because I don't actually know. I just guess. Because I think you're right. I think you're right. For sure. He's right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, well, thank you so much. That's it for the show today. Um, and I'm really sorry you didn't get your drinks. Um, you know, the little human who's falling asleep, I will have a word with her mom. How dare her fall asleep on duty? You know, you can't get good stuff these days. <laughs> uh, so thank you for sparing the time to come to our virtual cafe. Um, to all the listeners, thank you so much for stopping by. Um, if you like this show, please spread the word by sharing it with your family and friends. You can connect with me on Twitter. I'm at Yayatunde1. So that's I for India, Y for Yankee, A for Apple, Y for Yankee, E for Echo, T for Tango, U for Unicorn, N for November, D for Delta, E for Echo, and the figure one. Yay! <laughs> so, if you would like to be in the audience for the next show, or if you would like to sponsor the show, yes, please, um, please do get in touch with me via my website. It's shagilalasalami.co.uk. So, oh, wait, I think I missed a bit. Sorry, guys. You know when you're just doing your spill, you know, to just say, yeah, let's round up. But then, guys, I missed a bit. How do people get in touch with you if they wanted to go? Let's start with you, Cherie. All right. They can find me um, on Twitter at Sherry Meeks. It's S-H-E-R-R-Y-M-E-E-K-S. They can find me on Facebook at Sherry.Meeks.9. And my website is SherryLynnMeeks.com. That's S-H-E-R-R-Y-L-Y-N-N-M-E-E-K-S.com. Thank you. Perfect. And how about you, Ethan? You can find me on Facebook. Book, Ethan Howard, author. You can find me on also under Ethan Howard, author. On Twitter, Ethan Howard 65. Perfect. And how about you, Adam? <clears throat> um, if you want to find me on Twitter, uh, you can follow at uh, Nowhere Island U, um, capital N, capital I, capital U. Um, if if um, you want to follow me on, if you want to find a few of my posts on Reddit, you can go to slash, um, to you slash DMRM4N. Okay. All lowercase letters. And, of course, my a serial Nowhere Island University is, uh, is at the URL nowhereislanduniversity.wordpress.com. And my blog is, is t4nky.wordpress.com. Perfect. Thank you very much. Um, it's been a pleasure having you guys on the show. So I will see you folks next week on the Shagilala Salami Show. Bye now. Bye. Bye.